All right, everybody, we're uh, talking about Season 6, Episode 20, The Chase. Uh, not the paper chase, but The Chase. And I think this came out in 1993. I don't have it in front of me. But it actually, uh, this was an interesting episode because it's really almost like a, a two very distinct episodes in one. One, this uh, father figure thing with Picard and... Yeah, then the, the the chase part. Uh, so I don't know how to how exactly. Uh, I didn't maybe I didn't watch enough to tie it all together. Uh, but it does have Picard's love of uh, of uh, archaeology and artifacts, which I lo- like. I love his love uh, and his appre- appreciate his appreciation. So really enjoyable from that aspect. Also, I think there's a character that we get to see in person that we've heard named before. And again, character they say, well, I don't know, I don't know if that character and I would get along very well. And then a few, and and the, you know, and then uh, some really good, some really good, nice moments. And I haven't spent a lot of time in season six or season seven, so it's interesting dipping my toes in these later episodes. Uh, this one was very uh, talky based. There's a lot of talking in this episode, and I don't know if it was. Uh, if that's true or not, to be honest, it's just my observation. And even though there were, maybe there's only one location, so maybe that was why I felt like it was so talky. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and maybe there's more close-ups in these later seasons. And um, let's let's get talking about this episode. It opens uh, with the captain's log. Uh, also, there's a very cool uh, uh, purple things in the distance. I'm rewinding it because I had it playing uh, in the captain's log. They're going to visit. Oh, yeah, some very cool, uh, like, star clusters or something. They're going to the Volterra Nebula Stellar Nursery, and uh, they're going to watch these protostars in development. Baby stars. We get a shot of the bridges very busy. Data's like, yeah, we're all done with what we've been working on. And Picard goes, okay, great. And then uh, number one calls him to the observation lounge. Uh, Picard goes in there. It's dark. Uh, and he walks in. First of all, when, as soon as he walks in, there's like a like an airline arrival and departures type board on the right. Uh, but then there's some light shining down at a table. And Picard goes, oh, my God. Uh, and then a voice comes from the background. Can you identify what that is? And Picard goes, you know, like uh, Professor Galen, and uh, Picard kind of his arms are at his side. He's uh, he's like a little bit stunned. At first, you, you see Riker is hiding with someone in the shadows. So while Picard's looking over the object, uh, and then he's like, "Surprise! It's your old teacher, Professor Galen. Galen, uh, guest bearing artifacts." And then we get like, uh, they, you know, they kind of do some niceties. Yeah, I want to surprise you. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I got to do so. We got to talk business, too. Now that, you know, my star pupils, like uh, the master of the stars. And Picard shakes his hand. He's like so happy he's there. And then they talk about the artifact. And Picard really gets down. He goes, she said, never thought I'd see this uh, ever. Uh, Kalurian Naskios or something. And he's like, geez, is this from the fifth dynasty? And the teacher's like, hmm, I don't know. Uh, 
And there's a the whole thing about his rank. He doesn't want to call Miss. He calls him Mr. Picard instead of Captain Picard. Here we go. Because I think this is Fifth Dynasty. And then he moves it around. He goes to surface ornamentation. And then Picard goes, no way. There's, these eyes are green and they're closed. Uh, he goes, this is Third Dynasty. He goes, this can't be. This is from the workshop of the master of uh, Tarquin Hill. Tarkon Hill, I think he says. And Picard's like, Will, you wouldn't believe it. This is this dude had his first ceramic. It's 300 years ahead of their time, ceramic objects. Uh, he goes, all we know is the work. We never knew who it was. Uh, this thing's 12,000 years old. P- Professor Galen just put in his pocket a uh, planet curl. And Riker's like, it's pretty far out there. And Picard goes, you're right. What are you doing Look at stealing Curlian artifacts? Uh and Galen goes, well, you know, you know me, Jean-Luc, uh, can't resist. Uh, got these fast fingers. Uh, and then Picard goes, you got to be kidding me. This is a complete uh, ceramic thing. And then he opens it, and uh, inside are these little objects, kind of like a, you have to see it. It's like a big, um, uh, I don't know, you, like I'm not good at describing stuff. Uh, similar to Russian nesting dolls, but instead there's inside there's a community of individuals like, oh, but this is good for the opening because uh, it's like a big, like almost like a bust that's kind of like a like a pot or something. And inside are all these little uh, kind of like weevil wobbles. And Picard goes to the Curlians uh, believed that the individual was a community of individuals. Like inside their head was many voices, each with their own, like brain bots. This was the first brain bot discovery. Each with their own desires and their own view of the world. And it's very rare, rare to find these all together, like with the figurines and everything. Ricard kind of looks at the little figures and he goes, unbelievable. And then Galen goes, well, I stole it for you. Uh, it, you know, he goes, it's a gift to you, Jean-Luc. Uh, and Picard goes, oh, I can't take this. He goes, yeah, you can, Mr. Picard. Accept it graciously. And then Picard goes, well, we got to hang. Uh, how long are you going to be here for? Riker's like, well, he's getting on a shuttle tomorrow, Vulcan shuttle, for two days. Uh, Picard goes, that's not enough time. And then Galen goes, we, we might have some more time. I'm on an important expedition into unexplored and historical territory. And I intend to take you with me. Uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, oh, Picard, Picard whispered. Like, I liked how he whispered the master of uh, Highland Hall or whatever, the master uh, ceramic dude. Also, just a heads up, the professor tends to be a grouch. But then the episode opens, the captain's log, uh, supplemental. 30 years since I saw my professor. I don't know if we saw Professor Galen on the episode we saw with the young Jean-Luc. Uh, but he goes, oh, man, this, this just takes me back, uh, this time with the professor, to another life I almost had. And they're in 10 forward. Picard's got an Earl Grey. Galen has like a pink drink. Uh, Professor Galen's arms are crossed, a leather vest. And no, uh, then I put no. More like a burlap overjumper. Or maybe overalls. I don't know why I called it an overjumper. And uh, Picard goes, geez, you've been, you haven't been writing as much and publishing. Is that because you have whatever you got a uh, tenure? Uh, he goes, you're all mysterious. Uh, 
And Galen goes, yeah, and I got more popular. More mysterious I get, the more popular I get. Uh, Rickard goes, everyone loves a good mystery. And uh, Galen goes, well, sometimes. Uh, and then he goes, Rickard goes, so what's, what have you been up to? And Galen goes, do you know what micropaleontology is? And he goes, as a matter of fact, Scoots was talking about microfossils when he was at uh, a little Brea Tar Pits. Uh, so I, is that like that? And the Galen goes, "Yep, uh, microscopic fossil records." Uh, he goes, "I thought it like they gave it up after Scooch talked about it. They said, you know, he embarrassed all the micropaleontologists." Uh, and Galen goes, "Well, I've been working on it, and uh, it's become my life's work, and I'm ready to almost ready to announce my findings, uh, but not yet." Uh, if you want to, because Picard's like, you got to tell me. He goes, it's going to come with a price. You got to come with me on my final part of my journey. And then you want to talk about unpaleontology. Picard goes, how long? Because three months, well, maybe a year. He goes, if I had a starship, it'd be weeks, uh, but I only have my shuttle. And, you know, the, just the, two, the shuttle and the two of our talents. Uh, and Picard goes, well, why do you need my help? And he, he goes, well, I'm not a young man, Jean-Luc. Uh, he goes, it's going to be hazards. I don't want me inadequacy to je- jeopardize the, you know, getting this done. And Picard goes, well, I'm deeply honored, but, uh, you know, I'm the commander of a starship. Uh, I have responsibilities. The guy goes to history. And he goes, what about the dude that discovered the city of Troy or uh, the woman that, that when she first stepped on Yassim? He goes, how could anything compare to those? And Vigar goes, can I sleep on it? And he goes, Galen goes, dream not of today, Mr. Picard. And Vigar goes, dream not of today. That was the night blessing of the Yash L. And he goes, yeah, you got that question wrong on the final. And Vigar goes, well, I've been around the block now, Professor. Uh, he goes, by the way, enjoy the Enterprise while you're here. And Galen goes, thank you. And he goes, dream not of today. Which is weird because my, you know, I introduced my daughter to the musical Urinetown. We've been listening to that a lot, and one of the punchlines is "Dream of Today." Let me see. It also, it didn't like the big assumptions this Galen was making in his hard sell, and whatever. They have a handshake at the end. Uh, there's also another pyramid clock radio on the table of their ten table and ten forward. Uh, then we have Picard kicking it, uh, like, uh, he's like just kicking back with the artifact, uh, drinking his tea and it's time for breakfast with Beverly. She rolls in and Picard's got his artifact there and she, she pours some tea and she goes, what's up, dude? You look like you've been up all night. And Picard goes, yeah, I talked to Galen. He wants me to leave the Enterprise and go on an adventure with him. It could be a year. And Crusher goes, well, it could be tempting. And Picard goes, I can't leave the Enterprise, but it did make me feel regret already. And Crusher goes, hey, you could have been an archaeologist and not a captain. He goes, no, I'm not sure, sorry for the path I chose. Uh, but he goes, uh, he goes, this was, uh, he didn't catch this, but he, he goes, yeah, this, this thing the professor gave me, he didn't choose it, choose it at random. This uh, statue with many figures inside, many voices. He, your professor knows my weak spots, that the past calls to me, and this gift is a reminder. 
And Beverly goes, well, what about the final frontier, space? Uh, doesn't that count for anything? And Kirk goes, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for that, but uh, I just wish I could say, I just wish I didn't, didn't have to say no to him. And Kirsch goes, are you too close? He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, my father was a jerk, you know, the fr French guy with the uh, sour grape face. He goes, I don't know if you've ever seen him in the holodeck. He's a bit like my brother, never understood me. And we didn't follow in his footsteps, or I didn't. You know, my brother did. He goes, uh, he goes, with this, he was, the, this guy, he was the father that understood me. And his kids didn't follow him. So I was like the son that understood him. And Crusher goes, yeah, and now you got to turn your back on him. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I wish we never crossed paths, to be honest. This is tough. And I thought that was a powerful moment. Uh, then Picard rolls into Galen, like some computer lab, and Galen's still making a big assumption that Picard's going 100%. And Picard's like, I'm not going, dude. And Galen is stunned, and uh, Picard is very assertive. I liked how he asserted himself to the father who starts complaining and shaming him. He calls Picard a dull and bloated dilettante or something. And then he says, no, no, you just, he goes, this is a chance of a lifetime. Don't make the same mistake twice. That was earlier when Picard's asserting, he's like, I'm sorry, Professor, uh, I have a commitment to the ship and actually enjoy it. Uh, and he goes, you're just, you know, a tool of Starfleet, a Roman centurion, uh, you know, you know, roaming around. And he goes, I'm a scholar, dude. He goes, you're a dilettante. That's when he calls him a dilettante. Uh, and he goes, I gave you a chance once to become a great archaeologist, and you were, you know, you, you didn't have the gusto. He goes, you could have outshone even me, Jean-Luc, uh, but you decided to reject a life of profound discovery. I mean, that's pretty uh, hypocritical. And Picard tries to talk back, and the guy he fights back tears and doesn't let John Luke uh, talk. And then he says, are you going to come with me? He tries like a little, uh, and Picard goes, no. So he even, like, you know when you don't want someone to say no. We've all been through the both sides of this. He, like, cries in his hand, and he asks one more time, and Picard goes, no, 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 I asserted myself. And he goes, okay, goodbye then. And he just walks, like, he kind of gives Picard the cold shoulder. And then we have, I think we had an ad break there. And we have a captain's log. They're done, and they got to go to uh, Italia 7 for a conference. Uh, Ricard's like, yeah, I'm feeling a little down. And they're on the deck, and then Troy says, hey, why don't we go for a walk in the Arboretum? You know, clear your mind. And then they're, they're like, Galen, Professor Galen's got a call coming in, emergency. And Galen's like, yeah, I got a Iridium Destroyer messing with me. And he sees some, like, uh, lasers going, and there's WTF moments. Uh, oh, no, they phase the ship. Uh, the, the Like, there's lasers exchanged, and the other ship, like, goes bye-bye. Uh, and everyone's like, what WTF? You just vanished. Uh, then they tra transport Galen to sick bay. Goes to, Picard goes down there. Beverly's like, there's nothing I could do. He's at the big farm. Or he's almost there. And then he says, Jean-Luc, his last words are, Jean-Luc, I was too harsh, man. Sorry about that. And then he's out, like, you know, out good. And then there's a zoom to Picard who's grimacing. Uh, like, you know, then there's an ad break. Uh, 
And we have Picard and Jordy and Data. Jordy hands up like a P-A-D-D, you know, pad to Picard. And Jordy, Data, and War for helping Picard kind of break the case. Uh, okay, they're trying to download something from his computer. Good use of download. Uh, and Professor Galen tried to, like, you know, uh, scramble the files or whatever you call What do you call Whatever you call that. Uh, what you do to files. Uh and Jordy's like, we can reconstruct some stuff. There's just like, we found all these numbers, 19 blocks and numbers like this. Uh, and Jordy stands against uh, like a board of numbers. Uh, and Ricardo goes, what do you mean? The data goes, well, anything. He goes, we could search. But he goes, it's really going to be hard to search for. Uh, it's going to take a lot of computing to figure it out. Oh, and then uh, Jordy goes, we tried to decrypt it, but we couldn't do that. Uh, we can't figure out the, what kind of encryption Galen was using. And Worf goes, did the Uridians get this? Jordy goes, some of them. I don't know how many, though. And Picard goes, huh, why do the Uridians know what's going on with the professor? That's weird. And Jordy goes, well, it's weird that their ship like, uh, like vanished, too. And Rickard goes, well, the Uridians are information dealers. Maybe they were sending them to somebody. And then Rickard goes, where was Galen before he got here? And they go, uh, Rua 4. And Rickard goes, how far away is that? And Data goes, four days. And Rickard goes, conference can wait. Let's go to Rua. Uh, no other ships. Uh, Rickard, uh, oh, then Rickard's like standing and looking out the window. The crew is silent. Uh, that's, then he says the conference can wait. Uh, uh, set a course. Uh, then we see a planet. Then we're on the bridge. Data's looking at Riker and Rickard, who are on either side of them. Or Data's looking at the computer. Picard's arms are crossed. Riker's got his knee up. And they're talking about in whatever right, whatever Indra 8 or something. Uh, rule 4. Uh, why do I have Indra 8 written down? Oh, Indra 8, yeah. Uh, this is like the next planet. They said, well, geez, where was he headed next or something? Uh, oh, yeah, he was headed from uh, for Deep Space 4 and then uh, to... Uh, uh, Indra 8, and, and Picard goes, what do we know about that? Maybe we should check it out. And he goes, Picard goes, let's go. And Riker actually stands up. He goes, with all due respect, he goes, this is a dead end, boss. Uh, we got to get to that conference on Altalia 7. And Picard goes, listen, I'm aware of the timetable, number one. Uh, but there's connection here. I'm going to find it. And Riker goes, aye, aye, sir. Lay a course for Indra 8 or Warp 7. Uh, yeah, like, Ricard gives out the orders. And Ricard's in his office. Troy walks in. Ricard's got his tea and his computer. She goes, how's it going? He goes, well, he goes, I got all these numbers and blah, blah, blah. She goes, how's this going with you? And Ricard goes, well, if only I'd gone with the cab, you know, my teacher, he wouldn't have been in trouble. And she goes, come on. Troy goes, you can't think like that. Uh, it's not true. You have a career, a lifelong career. It was the right decision. And Vicar goes, hey, yeah, I know. And Troy goes, I know you want to bring the professor back, but staring at this numbers isn't going to help, but we've got to get to this conference. Uh, and Vicar gets up, he stretches uh, at some point. I don't know, maybe that's before, but he, I liked how he stretched. Uh, 
And he goes, listen, this isn't just me on a, like a guilt trip. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, there's something going on here and it's not going to be in vain. I'll take full responsibility. Uh, like he kind of shuts it down and, uh, she goes, okay, captain. And it reminded me of, uh, what was that? Uh, what did I put? Sophia, uh, something, good day, sir. Or what was that from? Uh, where people say good day, sir. Uh, I can't read my writing. Maybe my daughter said it too, but, uh. Since Roy walks out and Picard just holds his tea and sighs, uh, uh, then Worf, uh, Riker, Picard, and Data are on the bridge, uh, and, uh, like, uh, uh, Data's uh, got some weird, uh, they're, they're about side injury, and there's, like, there's some weird stuff going on, weird global plasma reaction, uh, and Picard goes, what do you mean? And then he goes, all life is being, uh, all organic matters being getting knocked out there, and there's a zoom to Picard and an ad break. And Riker's like, "Why would anyone get rid of the organic matter?" Uh, and then they go, "Well, gee, so everything on the planet." And then Picard goes, "Well, maybe that's it. Organic matter was what the number blocks are." And Data goes, "Let's just search for that. Uh, just organic stuff." And David Picard goes, "Let's go to the lab." Uh, and then Beverly was like, dude, WTF, it was DNA or RNA. It, it was right in front of us. Uh, and she goes, look at it, and it's all coming together into a subway map. And then a subway map of DNA kind of comes up. And Ricard's like, what could this, like, uh, like uh, what is this, uh, what it could it possibly be? And then they go down, and Jordy looks at it. He goes, oh, this is an algorithm uh, from 4 billion years ago. And he goes, this, he goes, this, is, some, he goes, this is something, he goes, they can tell, you know, from you know, programming. And he goes, so 4 billion years ago, someone put a bunch of random DNA into, like, uh, 19 planets. Because so, there's, like, 19 planets on the subway map of uh, DNA. And then they start doing exposition. Like, there was the DNA that founded all 19 of those civilizations. And Crush is like, why would someone do that? And Ricard's like, well, what is the, like, rest of the algorithm? And well, we wouldn't know until we have all the pieces. All the DNA will make the algorithm work uh, somehow. And we, there has to be a couple other worlds we still have to track down then, uh, he goes, how many people on this ship are from, like, then they sound like they're invading privacy. They say, how many people aren't from the Federation on the ship? 19 people. And they say, okay, go get their DNA. You know, let's check that and see if we have anything. And Ricard goes, it must be a 4 billion years old computer program, highly advanced civilization. And it's hidden in the fabric of life itself. He goes, this could be the most profound discovery of our time or trouble. And the professor must have known that. Uh, it's just lots of, like, I liked how they were handing off exposition. They were almost in a circle. It was like uh, Jordy, uh, Crusher, uh, Picard, and Data. And they were almost in a circle. Just Jordy was kind of stuck in the middle of everybody. But they just kept handing off the exposition. So everyone's doing a little piece. Uh, 
at the end, there's a slow zoom into Picard. He's, he's saying, like, uh, you know, about the profound discovery. Then at 25 minutes, there's a close-up of a pad. Really good special effects. Holy cow. I don't know how they did these effects. 1991. Very impressive. Uh, and Picard and Crusher stumped and... Uh, even Earl Grey can't help it, uh, and they say, okay, we better get some sleep, uh, and, uh, if Ricard goes, even a stolen artifact effect isn't able to, he's like holding one of the pieces of artifact in his hand, uh, he goes, even that can't help, uh, but then Ricard, uh, is holding the thing in his hand, he says, wait a second, I have an idea, he goes, what about, uh, he goes, the, curl the curlings, uh, what if this is the, the clue here? Uh, and they go, okay, yeah, there's Lauren 3. It's the only curling planet that could support life. Uh, and they go, okay, there's no Lauren 3 sample uh, on the shuttle. Maybe uh, he had it and someone took it. And Picard goes, Data, get to Lauren 3, maximum warp. Uh, yeah, then they put, then there's a, you know, they show the Enterprise. Then they go into, uh, uh, let's see, collect maximum warp. Uh, then they go in, and as soon as they enter the orbit, they're like battle stations. There's Cardassians here. And everyone's like, what? Cardassians? I said, no, Cardassians. And there's a pretty good, uh, on and off, there's two Gardashian ships, uh, and they're hailing them, and Picard, the Picard goes, it's a Golo set or something, and she says, uh, who are you, what do you want, uh, and the Picard goes, I'm Jean-Luc Picard, Federation Starship Enterprise, I don't have to answer to you, Cardassians have no claims in this sector, and she goes, yeah, I suppose not, but uh, there's two ships to one, so maybe you should come back. Uh, and Picard goes, no, no, we're on a scientific mission. Don't mess with us. And she goes, then you could take a delay uh, for a few days and then withdraw. And then Worf goes, there's a Klingon vessel coming in here. Uh, and then the Klingon goes, this is Matata or something. What are you doing here? And then it goes to an ad, you know, we say, oh boy, everybody's here. Then we have a captain's log, we have four ships on a showdown. Uh, and Picard says, we have not one but two competitors to complete Galen's puzzle. Uh, and I'm trying to meet with the Cardassian and the Klingon. And then there's like this cool camera move that zooms in on the um, back of the Enterprise. Uh, as you see, the four ships. Uh, then we're in the meeting with Picard. The Kardashian's standing. Her arms are hanging. Klingon sitting, kicked back, uh, fist on the table. And everyone's like acting like, uh, why are you here? Oh, scientific research. Oh, totally, to the max. And Picard goes, well, why don't we just be honest with each other? He goes, we're not going to get anywhere with deception. We all know about Galen's research. Uh, and the DNA fragments, uh, and they don't say anything. He goes, okay, I'll take silence as confirmation. And he goes, do you have a sample from below? And the, the Kardashian goes, yep, and I'm not giving it up. Uh, and the uh, Klingon goes, we're not afraid of Kardashians. Uh, and Picard goes, you have one from injury eight? And he goes, oh, yeah, I got one from injury eight, and that's it. Uh he goes, they got rid of all the organic matter, the whole biosphere. 
And like Kardashian says, typical like going on thinking, take what you want, destroy the rest. And Ricard goes, well, we're all missing some fragments. We're not the same ones. If we combine all our work, uh, you know, if we don't work together, we'll never learn the secret of the program. And the Klingon says, well, it's a weapon, so we don't want anybody to have it, uh, friend or enemy. And the Kardashian says, no, it's an energy source. Uh, and Ricard goes, well, if we don't assemble it, we won't know what it is. Uh, and it could be a recipe for biscuits. Uh, and the Kardashian, I didn't realize biscuits were tried, uh, like, uh, whatever, cross this cross-cultural, but he goes, hey, if you want biscuits, I'll give you my mom's cooling on biscuits. And they go back and forth, and Picard just raises his voice. He goes, without cooperation, we're not going to get anywhere. Also, I like all the swagger of uh, the Klingon. Like, there's something about the biscuits sends Picard off when he raises his voice. He goes, let's just share what we have. So then they go down to the lab, and they all add their samples into the computer. And the subway map starts to come together. The Kardashian was moving her eyes a lot uh, while Picard was talking. And they're like, okay, we're missing one piece. And Crush is like, okay, we could uh, have the computer figure out. Because uh, Picard's like, this is a jigsaw puzzle. We just got to figure out what the missing thing is. Uh and Crush is like, the computer could figure it out. Uh, so they say it'll take a couple hours, and then they say, okay, everybody wait on board, and we'll figure it out. And then uh, this is like the highlight of the episode, 32 minutes, do yourself a favor and watch it. Uh, uh, 10 forward, we're, at, we're in 10 forward, Klingon strolls in. The first thing you see is a woman in a green and peach uh, neon outfit who crosses the screen. And then the Klingon rolls up on Data, who's, like, sitting working on a pad, uh, you know, at a table. Uh, and it's just a really hilarious uh, scene. You know, the, the, the dude goes, hey, what's up? And Data goes, well, I was just sitting here chilling. And uh, the dude goes, you know, uh, uh, the computer's still processing that stuff. And the Klingon goes, I heard you're very strong, he goes, do you ever, like, do the Klingon arm wrestling? Uh, even the Klingons know how tough you are. You know, the Baha Ghoul or whatever. And Data goes, I am familiar with many Klingon rituals, including the Baha Ghoul, which is like a kind of arm wrestling with two arms. Uh, and the Klingon stands to challenge Data. He's still working. Then he just puts the things down and, you know, beats the guy without even, uh, you know, batting an eye in a swift second. And the guy goes, my talk. Uh, then he headbutts Data. And that doesn't work. Uh, and Data goes, he bounces back. Very comedic. Very, very comedic. Uh, Data goes, you know, I'm made from a poly alloy. Uh, you know, we got carbon fiber in here and duranium. And at first, the Klingon, like, is, gets up. He looks irritated. Then he, like, raises his hands. He's so pleased. He, like, almost cheers. It's really funny. And he's laughing. He goes, he goes, you're smart, too. He goes, you should become a Klingon. He goes, you know, if this works out, if you can get us the DNA stuff early, you could join the Klingon Empire. You could be a king. And Daddy goes, you bribing me? And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, you just, it'd be great working with you. Someone with your being would go far. 
And Data goes, that's a bribe. You implied a reward. Uh, and then the dude goes, never mind, never mind, not at all. And Data goes back to work. Uh, then Jordy, we're in the uh, um, engineering, and he knows he go, he sees something's wrong on his screen. He goes, so what in the hell? And he goes, uh, Captain, I think you should show something. But then there's a piece missing, and like they skip over a part. And we see the ships in space. We're back at the lab. Beverly, the Klingon, Captain Picard, and the Kardashian. Kardashian. They're like, okay, the results are coming in. Uh, DNA fragment is in uh, sector 21459, Ramazad system. And then the Kardashian immediately, uh, like, energizes out, and then the uh, Kardashian ships, like, try to shut down the engines of the Enterprise and the Klingon ship. We go to commercial. Also, the ships shoot out of their butt. The Kardashian ships, they do. They shoot their lasers out of their butts. They have butt lasers. And then we find out that Worf and Riker on the slide are like uh, on the bridge. They go, oh, totally. Our, you know, our ship is totally uh, helpless now. Yeah, but then Riker, Klingon, and Crusher come onto the bridge, and they totally had played. Uh, they go, okay, we totally faked like we, our ships went out. Or we just used the inertial dampers. And Klingon's like, good thing your uh, engineer caught that. He reminds me a lot of the Birdman in the original Flash Gordon mu- movie. Uh, but then he goes, Opa or something. He calls his ship. He says, is our ship ready to go? They go, no, our, we didn't do the inertial dampers. Uh, we got to fix uh, something. And he goes, what? Uh, and Ricard goes, well, you can come on our ship. Uh, he goes, we still have everything. Uh, Topa, I think is what he says. Uh so the, and they go because we gave the wrong address to the uh, Kardashians, but they're going to figure that out pretty fast. Uh, so they say head to the Vomorian, Vomorian, system. So they head there. Data's like, okay, there's only none of the planets have life, but uh, one had an ancient ocean now dry, and it may have supported life once. Uh, we can't tell from long range sensors. So they got to transport down, and Riker goes, okay. So then we see uh, Picard, Crusher, and uh, the um, Worf and the uh, and other Klingon dude. They they go down to this planet. They're in a canyon, and they're looking through the canyon, uh, like uh, looking around. It's uh, like uh, like old rocks. Uh, Searching for some organic matter. Uh, then the Kardashians transport in. And they go, oh, we got company. And he goes, so you guys are Tovas, too. You're dishonorable Tovas. Uh, then the Romulans show up. Four Romulans uh, ready to go. So it's a total showdown. And everyone's arguing... Uh, and geez, you were following us and on the reward, and uh, like we're gonna, if we don't get it, no one gets it. Meanwhile, Beverly's like, hey, Sean, look, we could scrape something off the walls. Uh, this is ancient seabed. So while everyone's arguing or saying, well, should we compromise or argue? Uh, Beverly and uh, like they get some fossils off the seabed and put them in. Uh, 
uh, thing, even, uh, like, uh, because everyone's like, I'm not going to lose, you know. And Worf, uh, the dude is like, Worf, you and I are going to go out, like, rolling. Because uh, they're like, you know, I can't trust a Klingon, I can't trust a Romulan, I can't trust a Cardassian, can't trust a human. Uh, meanwhile, Beverly and John Luke load up the pad or whatever the um, whatever equipment they have. I forgot what it's called. And uh, uh, it starts reprogramming it. Uh, it modifies the diode emitter and starts projecting. And it projects this humanoid uh, in all white. And she's uh, she looked like she was speaking like she was the narrator of a theme park ride at W, like in Epcot Center in Walt Disney World. Uh, she has no ears or hair, very deep set eyes. She has teeth, very fashionable boots, white boots, uh, and kind of reddish brown skin. And then she kind of does the whole exposition. She says, basically, yeah, we're an ancient uh, race of uh, humanoids. And long ago, you know, we were, you know, we ran this galaxy and we explored everywhere and we were the best and we could do everything. We realized we wouldn't last forever. So we seeded the primordial oceans of many worlds where life was in its infancy with uh, seed codes that uh, directed the evolution towards a form resembling ours, uh, she goes, so, so we can kind of all share uh, something. And we also put the secret message in there. And the message is uh, fellowship. She goes, it's like the Lord of the Ring, fellowship of the ring, fellowship and companion. We wanted to bring everyone together. Because she goes, if you look at me, you could see, you know, if you're hearing me, that's our dream come true. You're a monument not to greatness, uh, but to existence. Uh, we wanted you to know life uh, and to keep alive our memory. So, you know, remember L-O-V-E is, uh, is what we're all about. Uh, and she disappears. And the Klingon's like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, because if that wasn't just a projector, I would totally, you know, melt that thing. It was the idea that, and then the, the, the idea that a Kardashian and a Klingon would have anything in common. And then Picard goes, let's get out of here. So then they, Picard and Beverly and Worf head back to the Enterprise. And then we see, like, uh, it's a captain's log. Uh, you know, by the way, we overused our high warp. Uh, so we got to do some minor repairs uh, before we head back. Uh, and then we have breakfast with Beverly yet again. And Beverly really slammed her tea in this one and stretched. Uh, uh, she goes, Jesus, the shame of Professor Galen didn't get to see this. And her guy goes, yeah, I don't think anyone would have appreciated it more. And I was like, are you talking about that grouch at the beginning of the episode? He didn't seem to appreciate anything. And Beverly goes, well, if it wasn't for you, this, you know, following his dream, the puzzle wouldn't have been solved. You left him a wonderful legacy. And Ricard goes, yeah, but it fell on deaf ears, I think. And she goes, well, you never know. And then she slams, that's when she slams her teeth. She goes, I got to get my day started. And Ricard goes, both of us. And she goes, see you this afternoon. And then Riker goes, you got a call from uh, Romulan. And then the Romulan's like, hey, John, we're headed out uh, till next time. And Ricardo goes, until next time. 
And the Romulan goes, you know, I guess we're not that dissimilar uh, in our hopes and in our fears. And Vigar goes, yeah. And then the Romulan goes, well, perhaps one day. And Vigar goes, one day. And, uh, you know, they can say, okay, season six, let's get some hope. Remember A New Hope? Don't you remember? Oh, no, that was a different uh, show. And then Ricard kind of picks up one of the figures uh, in his hand. I like the in-transmission thing on the screen. But he slowly picks up one of the figures from inside the uh, sculpture and holds it very uh, gently with two hands. And the camera kind of zooms. And then he holds it with one hand and, like, kind of holds it to his lips uh, as he thinks. Uh, and the episode comes to a close. Uh, so, uh, good night.